0: in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations, but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it, life is hard, and let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days but we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey Madre, how's it going?
1: Good morning, Mary, pretty good, pretty good. I had an interesting week, but you know, I'm processing some of the things and um, yeah, it's a new day a new day in the Lord.
0: Yes, that is is what I tell my kids. I'm like, every day is a new day. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I love the fact that we can sleep. And then in the morning, it's like, reset, reset.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that too so much. Yes, Yes. that's a gift I think God's given us.
0: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely.
1: Today, we are going to
0: be discussing conflict. It is my least favorite topic in the whole universe. Probably not my least favorite, but definitely up there.
1: Yeah. Conflict, I pretty much, uh, I guess, well, in some ways, I guess I can be avoidant and just not want to face it. In other ways, I really want it to get resolved. So I don't really like it hanging around. So I'm caught between the two middle at times.
0: Yes. And something we're going to be talking about with conflict is how addressing it is definitely the best thing you can do, specifically conflict in relationship. We all have go-tos, blocking it out, venting, just ruminating, like screaming at somebody. <laughs> we all have our, oh, that's our go-to in conflict. We're gonna be discussing how how do we address our go-tos in conflict and how can we begin to pause and maybe ask the Lord, hey, do we need to maybe go a different way? Do we need maybe address this differently?
1: Yep. And I'll jump right in and that I a hundred percent believe that if the number one first thing in my kind of go-to, and that I teach everyone, is that if the conflict at that moment is anything more than just you know, just a it's getting a little tense in the discussion, it could be as mild as that, but you know where it's going to go, right? Um, because you have insight with this person or your own self and your own triggers. I think one of the greatest first things to always keep in mind for everybody listening is when you're in the heat of the battle, when you're in the heat of feeling yourself not being your best self, your emotions are starting to get a little heightened and your perspective at that point, you're starting to lose any kind of sound perspective. And I think even at that moment, you might not have the greatest ability to hear from God. And you're certainly not your best self. When you're getting swirly in any way, I think the greatest thing you can do is find an exit strategy that you've already figured out ahead of time. And you both agree, you're just going to table this. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling this way and I I know it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault, but let's just put this aside and let's come back to it later. I think that's one of the first things you have to have a tool in your pocket to know when you need to say, let's come back to this later. It could be an hour. It could be 10 days. It could be whatever it whatever is appropriate at that time. This idea of pause, which is the word we're using a lot, I didn't even actually think about that word when I was describing this first step, but that's what it is, it's a pause. It's a pause, an intentional pause. That's the very first thing I think that you should do when everything is escalating.
0: And depending on the situation, you don't always have to, let's say it's a friend and you feel yourself rising and it might not even be their fault. It's like, I don't even know what I'm feeling sometimes. And I think the more you go through this podcast, the more that you're beginning to really understand your emotions and your self-regulating, you're going to start feeling the tension rise within you. And you're like, whoa, what's going on right now? What am I feeling? I'm feeling angsty, but it might not necessarily be because of them. And that's the whole reason to pause because our initial reaction is to accuse in the sense of, okay, I'm feeling anxious because you're doing something to trigger me. But one of the big things about the pause is when you take a step away and really reflect with the Lord, you might find, whoa, this really had nothing to do with them. This had everything to do with my own triggers and I was just super thrown and triggered because of something
1: they said, but they really didn't do anything wrong. Not really. Yes. The idea of blaming When you find yourself either blaming or you're just saying the same thing of defending your position, because we can think we're so right, because something has happened where we're we're having two different opinions or visions or perspectives, that's actually one of my next thoughts is that this the way that we can turn things around and so believe our point is more valid or we're being misunderstood, so we just keep saying the same thing over and over again to defend ourselves. Whether it's blaming or defending, you're just not your best when your emotions are on high alert, no matter fault, no matter anything. Not even if in this case, I would take the opposite thing to add to that too, Marion, just saying it might be your fault entirely because your emotions have gotten a little heightened.
0: We tell that to my kids all the time. And I know they get so frustrated. They have really big emotions and very, very passionate. So sometimes when they're talking about something, they get so worked up or so upset, almost angry about it. And then it's like everybody else in the room is kind of checks out or isn't really listening anymore. And they're like, why isn't anybody listening to me? I'm so frustrated. And we're like, when you start to get to that place, it makes people shut down. They can't respond. They can't interact. And unfortunately, you might even be right in this situation. But the second that you hit that nine or 10, people are disengaging. They don't want to have anything to do with you. Even if you're right and they're wrong, unfortunately, it almost just stops the conversation. And now you've become the bad guy.
1: Yes, 100%. And as much as you're maybe even trying to tell them that in that moment, I I happen to know that you go with some of those children later and you revisit how that's happening and you reinforce it later again. I think coming back and that'd be one of my next things is that you don't just walk away or get frustrated or say to your child, go to your room and never discuss it with them later. But the idea that it could be a culture in your relationship, certainly in our family relationships, since we live with each other is that we come around again. And we're going to talk about this in a way where you're really going to maybe feel more validated and heard, maybe just because of your own emotions have come down. The conversations can be better when we ourselves, of course, not just them, that we are our best self, too, when we bring it around to have that conversation later.
0: Yes. And speaking of being in tune with the situation and our emotions, I think something really, really important, whether it's a friend or a spouse or a family member, when you're in the midst of conflict, it is so important that we are looking and responding to the to the room and to their facial expressions, to their body expressions. Like, are they checked out? Is there even a point of what we're saying right now? We're just talking and talking, trying to get our point across, but look across, are they even listening to you? Like, I, I, I'm sure anybody that has kids or teenagers, it's like, You know, you hit that glazing over point where you're just trying to get your point across and they're just gone. They're in another world. And I'm like, you know what? I'm literally just talking for the sake of talking. And so it can be a little bit harder in friendships or family members, especially friendships, because I think they might try to kind of be a little bit engaged. But if you're really intentional, you'll can kind of notice some body language of there's tension here. There's really no point. They're just waiting to get their point across. We might need to table this. Emotions are just a little bit too high. So just really pay attention. So what the other person is feeling, uh, what their body is saying, are they ready to be done with this conversation? Not done. Obviously, at the end of the day, sometimes these conversations need to be had. So again, we're we saying not just done entirely, but do we need to shelf this conversation for a, for a time?
1: That's good. I think oftentimes I can go into family kinds of conversations and particularly, I guess for me, it would be my spouse since kids don't live with me anymore. But I think I can go into it like we're going to have this conversation and I have an agenda and and I have learned over time that sometimes so now we could be talking about teens, even friends or even people you're sort of mentoring in any way. I would say that we have to maybe have less content for those, maybe make it more bite sized conflict resolution, because the truth is all kinds of mediation and conflict resolution in the real world that's being done through courts and all kinds of things. It's not a one and done thing. You spend a little time and you revisit a a, a conversation and sometimes you add a new component. We can learn from some of the people who do this. I mean, heck, just think about ambassadors and I've watched too much Madam Secretary. But aside from that, (laughs) it's really done in a relational way and it's done over time and building those relationships and trust. But I think we have to, be a little more careful with people outside of our family because it's just not quite that same familiarity. We have to know our audience, who are we talking to? How high has this conflict become? Are we getting so stretched then we just don't have enough deposits at this point. We're just talking about the bad things. So you know these are all things to keep in mind when we're trying to build bridges and these things that get a little there they're ongoing. We're not really getting a lot of change. I think we just have to be aware, like you just said, Mary, of the room, and we also have to be aware of where we are in this journey with this conflict with this person.
0: Yes. And really what we're talking about here, what we're always talking about here on this podcast is integrating body, soul, and spirit. We're integrating What does this look like to walk in conflict with somebody, to have a conflict with somebody and to not just be, okay, this is what happens when I get really mad or this is what happens when I get in an argument with somebody. This is that part of me. So just in this process that we are checking our emotions, that we're checking our hearts uh, and not just compartmentalizing this part of our relationships and this part of our lives, because as I was thinking about it and this goes into kind of post conflict, meaning you're not in the conversation right now. But now you've stepped away from it. Now you're not in it. Even in this part, the post-conflict, meaning you're not in the heat of the conversation, you've walked away, it's a few hours later, we all have our defaults in that moment. We have the, okay, just out of sight, out of mind, I'm just not going to think about it. Uh, We have the rumination, just continually thinking about it. Or we have like venting and gossiping and just, can you believe what this person did or said? And of course, you guys know what we're going to say, like pausing pausing in those things, going to the Lord and being like, what, what was going on there? What was I being triggered by before we go any further? Why was I so heightened by that? And sometimes we'll find, I know sometimes, especially with my husband, when I go to the Lord, it depends. It really, really does depend. Sometimes the Lord's like, that was you, like that was pride. That was just straight pride. Mm. You wanted to hold on to your rights tooth and nail and you need to apologize. And other times the Lord's like, you need to state clearly what you were feeling. And let me help you to articulate that because sometimes my default is to kind of check out and just not deal with it. And so it's so important that we don't just say, okay, my default is to check out and just forgive, forgive. But really I'm just ruminating on it and shoving it down deep. And the Lord's like, actually, I want you to address this and kindness and humility, but I don't want you to just shove it to the side. And in other situations, our default might be to address it head on. I'm just going to say what I'm feeling. And the Lord's like, actually, you know what? You don't really need to bring them
1: into this because this is a you issue. So many good points. So many good points. It's the strangest thing how like point by point, like I'm tracking, I'm on the same point every time. <laughs> so thank you, Jesus, this morning. Yeah, because I think that if we don't do some of the work and it, like if we impart to someone and of course our children are ministering to every day, so, you know, if you walk away with, you know, you wounded the little heart or, or their big heart, or their, their big teenage self. I, preparing for this, I was just thinking how great it would have been if in my earlier years I developed this idea and now I just do it more mentally. But we can actually kind of really make this a time of our own growth and integration by really giving this a little more space than just blocking it out when we walk away not really thinking, not really praying. I was even thinking that I have come to do a little bit of journaling after certain conflicts because I'm thinking, what was my expectation? So I have a few things that I think about, like, what was I thinking when I kept saying that? What was I feeling? And then I start kind of seeing I can have these these agendas that aren't being met. And so you can think about things, and then if they're an adult, you can come back around and talk about and be able to be specific because we all know in conflicts that it can be really frustrating because we think about it later like something we wish we would have articulated more clearly or it was an expectation that i took in and that you're feeling like i wish i could just say what what it is i would want to see happen so these frustrations if we don't really now start to spend some quality time within ourselves and the lord And I think writing it has helped me a lot more the older I get. Okay, what is it? What is the trigger? What am I wanting? What am I not sharing that I'm feeling? We can take more responsibility for ourselves in the conflict by when we do step away, that we're just not stepping away and we're going to come back with guns loaded on the, where there's no change. So if we're not changing, how are we going to change in the moment of the conflict? I think reflection, even writing some of these things down and just to take conflict a step further for some of you out there with other adults, particularly those conflicts can be getting a little, a little beyond certain lines that you're comfortable with. I think that these are sometimes if you're dealing with some things that are borderline becoming uh, manipulative or intimidating. I think that, again, writing some of these down and having these in a sort of journal, it will help you later when you come back after something that's even gotten a little bigger, because sometimes if you're in a culture like that, that's ongoing, these conflicts are more than just what we're talking about today. And if you journal some of those things, it can help you remember because you can get very swirly, but it can help you remember, wow. And when you go back and read it, you say, this isn't right. Reminded, and I know that this happened. And now I know why I'm feeling afraid when we go into conflict and I can't, I don't feel like I can speak. Of course, there's a whole nother level of conflict that I'm referring to now. And I would say writing things down because it may be a point where you're just blocking it out on some level, then you can't even really remember what happened fully. And that can be tremendously helpful to you. But in all these cases, we're saying, yeah, later, don't just ruminate. We're not asking you to like relive it and see how you could have a better argument next time. Right. We're talking about reflect on how much of your feelings and your emotions getting more out of control and how can you better reflect? What is it that you're really wanting to say? How is it that you're really wanting to be heard? What changes are you wanting to bring to the table that you could propose in that next meeting? And how could you get on the same page with this person to say, you know what, I'm going to really try to do that. And, and then you say, I will do this, want to try to work on this for, with you as well.
0: No, it's everything. That reflection is everything. And then doing it before the Lord, because we've talked about how the Lord shines a light on our story and our narrative and how sometimes our narrative can be skewed because of our feelings and emotions. It doesn't mean that that thing didn't happen, but the way that we are viewing that situation and the lens that we've now taken on and the narrative that we've taken on is now a bit tainted. The same thing can happen with conflicts. We are in the situation. It really did happen. They really did say those things that were hurtful to us, but now our narrative of that situation is tainted. We see it in this lens, in this situation. And so we have to invite the Lord in and say, okay, okay, I'm feeling like a 10 right now. I'm feeling these big emotions. Lord, help me to sort this out. What part of this is, is needs to be addressed? Maybe all of it. What part of it do I need to lay down my rights and my agenda? And what parts are you asking me to really confront? Meaning no, Mary, I don't want you to shove these feelings and emotions down anymore. These things need to be addressed and really inviting the Lord into that processing and reflection process is everything. And like we say with so many other things, if you know somebody that you feel like is a step ahead of you or a mentor or a friend that you know is really praying for you and and is standing alongside you, inviting them even into this, this wouldn't be the venting process. But after you've already sat with the Lord and done a little bit of reflection, then maybe you could invite them into this process and say, this is kind of what I'm feeling. Will you be that fly on the wall as I share my heart with you about this? Do you see any gaps here as I move forward with this conflict with this person? As I was thinking about conflict, I was thinking we do live in a interesting time because I feel like it's all or nothing and sometimes what we've seen in Christianity culture is just like yeah forgive and forget but not actually ever process something and then Mm. we also live in the like cancel culture of just like the second that I'm in a conflict with somebody and I see so much stuff on like uh, social media or whatever and it's like yeah if you're around toxic people cut them out and I'm like okay let's define toxic people is it people that you don't agree with because I very much disagree with that comment Um, because (laughs) I'm just like we have come to believe that conflict is something that is not okay. If we don't agree with somebody, if we are on the same page with somebody, then it's like, oh, this is weird. This is awkward. Rather than it's like, no, that's okay to disagree with somebody. I used to say to my husband in our early marriage, he goes, okay, agree to disagree. It's just like not okay with that. He's like, what do you mean agree to disagree? Like we disagree. And I'm like, yeah, and it's okay. And he's like, but I want you to see what I'm <laughs> saying. And I'm like, well, I hear what you're saying. I just don't agree with you. And it would just frustrate him because he's like, yeah, but you know, it was just was a very frustrating point. But it's like we have to be okay with being like, okay, I don't see that eye to eye with you. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it isn't, and sometimes it needs to be addressed. And sometimes it can be toxic. And sometimes there needs to be clear boundaries. That is why it is so important that we are taking these things to the Lord because we cannot just put a banner and say, oh, any. Conflict is not okay. And you know what? Every time I'm around this person, I feel really stressed and anxious. And so I'm just cutting them out of my life because honestly, the Lord might be saying, actually, I want them in your life. They are pushing you and challenging you. And that's exactly what you need. Yes. Or it could be, no, you're enabling them and you need to put this boundary and you need to be very confident in your response and stating that made me feel not okay. I know something I was thinking about when you said the bridge you said something about a bridge earlier, but I was, I was uh, getting this picture about conflict and bridges. I think it's because here in Kansas city right now it's winter and there's been so much snow and ice, tiny little story here. So Annabella, she called me the other day and her car broke down and I was like, ah, okay. Like, you know, had to figure that out. The next day we got her car back from the shop and she called us and we were like, what happened? And she's like, oh, my tags. I got pulled over because our tags were expired. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. The next day. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to get any more phone calls. Right. The next day she calls and she's like, mom, I'm like, no, please, please don't. <laughs> now, every time I get a call from her, I literally just like hold my breath and please, please, please don't let it be Bella. <laughs> Anyways. And I call and she's like, mom, my tire just blew out. I hit a pothole." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh like, are you kidding me? She's like, I can't make this stuff up, man. I don't know what the <laughs> heck is
1: wrong with this car.
0: <laughs> anyway, but basically after there's so much snow and ice, uh, there's just potholes everywhere. Like half mm. of the highway shut down because of potholes because they are so deep and people just blowing out tires left and right. Oh, my
1: goodness.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. But as I was driving over some of these potholes, I was just reminded of this conversation coming up and how much it reminded me of conflicts and gaps in friendships and relationships and how it would be easy to just, I was thinking of the word bridge. It would be easy if there's potholes on a bridge to just burn that bridge, to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to burn that bridge. I'm just going to not go anywhere near that bridge. It's so much more time and effort to like stop traffic at rush hour and to do what it takes to repair that pothole. And again, like we're saying, There is a time this road needs to be completely redone and re-looked at. It was all over the news in Kansas City about these potholes. And people were like, they just need to redo these roads. Some of these roads just need to be redone. Stop trying to repair these potholes. And so what we're trying to say is there might be a time in a season that it's like, no, there's not really room for this to be repaired right now. We've gone over this again and again and again. And there needs to be something that's completely different. This road needs to be completely redone and re-looked at. Mm. But... Not all the time, not all the time. So let's be really careful and introspective with the Lord to say, okay, Lord, is this a time to burn this bridge or can we repair it? Can we repair these potholes?
1: Yes, absolutely. And and the thing is, is I think we can feel a lot of tension if our family relationships are ones that we know and we're not going to ever be able to burn because we know that they're too valuable to us. And I think we can get more stressed in our family relationships because it's something we can't escape. I, I love that whole picture you're giving because, because we really do have choice with these relationships that may be getting just so far gone that you feel like they're beyond repair. I think it's a big decision to step away entirely and to sort of close all the borders to that bridge that you have with them sometimes it's better to just say, let's just take a time apart. And let's relook at this later. But I think that's a great analogy about how even with the potholes that are deeper and causing pain, maybe for both of you that, um, just, just again, going back to what does God value and in terms of this life relationship is everything. And I also love Mary, how you were really saying that we have to look at every situation individually. And it is easier to just wall ourselves off and have so many boundaries that nobody gets in. And it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, really, I don't trust anyone. We just have to be checking in with ourselves.
0: Yeah. Annabelle afterwards, she's like so scared to drive. And she's like, but there's going to be potholes everywhere. And I was like, okay, I've kind of looked to where the places with the biggest potholes are, the (laughs) the rows with the most. And it was like, okay, this road, you can just go around the pothole. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm, just go mm-hmm. around it or go really slow when you go up to it. But there were other roads that I'm like, no, don't even go on that road. Like, don't even go on it. There's way too mm-hmm. many potholes. Like, you'll get stuck. And it's just, it's, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. So really knowing which roads, which road are you on?
1: Quite honestly, I would say being married 46 years, there are potholes to this very day in my conversations with my husband. That are, I know I have to be very gentle and I'm already prepared. Again, we're not talking about enabling, we're talking about loving well in a way that we're not just gonna charge into something that we know there's some wounds there that aren't fully healed even in 46 years of marriage. We have to really kind of that. This is what I mean by we have to be intentional about what our belief system is gonna be about this. I mean, if we're not really looking at our own heart and motives, like I deserve this not to still be a problem. Well, that isn't really true because all uh you, I assure you, you have some quirks and some things where you might be lashing out more than you, you recognize. Just on this path of all these ideas of how to work out conflict, I want to add one more, which is about just in that off time in between the conflicts, let's say, uh, whoever the person is, just really begin to pray and ask God to give you like a real heart to see them, a real heart to have compassion for maybe more of their story, which can lend to asking God that you could be very present when you're with this person with a heart to know, with a heart to see. And I think that can cause you to maybe listen in a more deeper way. When we really listen to someone and lay aside our agenda, which is which is a high skill, if it doesn't come naturally to us, we, we really can be changed ourselves in the lens and how we see this person. Sometimes we can make decisions about people and get stuck in how we view them and our perceptions. So again, we have to be continuing to ask God to give us the lens that he has of them. And I think that can change things deeply the more we press into that.
0: Yes. I, I love that you brought that up because actually next week we are going to be discussing how to uh, love our enemies and what does that actually look like as far as what is our enemies and how do we love them well? How do we pray for them well? Because a lot of the times we might find that uh, people that we feel like we're in constant contention with, the people that we're having conflicts with, that praying for them and loving them well really does help bridge those gaps in our own hearts, at least. So thank you guys so much for listening. I know that we have mentioned that we had the working on our uh, website. And I'm sure some of you are thinking, geez, Louise, you've been saying that for quite a long time. <laughs> so we just want to let you know that, yes, there's been a lot, a lot of moving parts and pieces in our lives. But that is something that we really are wanting to do so that we can connect with you guys more. We have some really fun things that we are wanting to do and implement. And we want to be more present on social media. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is at Amesgirls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We would love for you to follow and message us or anything at all. We really want to 2024 to be more connected with our listeners and to hear more from you guys. We have so, so enjoyed doing this and have so enjoyed the feedback that we have heard of people listening, but would love even more connection. We're really, really excited about that. If you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcast that would be so incredibly helpful. I know that that's really been helpful for h- helping other people find the podcast. So thank you so much for the people that have already done that. We just want to thank you guys. I can't believe that in a few months it'll be a year that we've done this and we have lots lots of amazing ideas in the works, but for now we are just we are just so proud proud of ourselves with Jesus Jesus giving us the grace and strength that that we've that we've been able to to do this. So thank you so much and we have we've so enjoyed it and we hope you have as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website, but for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at AmesGirls, that's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.